you were like bent over for the last like two minutes i was like yeah baby (laughs) welcome commander smiths we are the commander smiths i'm adam smith and i'm lowry smith don't worry we're cousins we're cousins i like that sounds all positive and happy yeah, just wait for the rest of the episode. <laughs> we might sound a little different because we're doing uh, things how we probably should have been doing for a while there. <laughs> the last eight months. Yeah. <laughs> so Lowry's recorded on his end, I'm recording on mine, and we're going to mash them together. Sweet. I hope it's not as much work. Yeah. It might be more work for you. We'll see. We'll see. No, I, I think it'll just take a little bit of loading. That's all. And then okay. once I get it together, then the upload and all that. So then, now that we're going to sound beautiful, or, vo- or Lowry's voice, should say, because normally uh, my as voice normally sounds as good. I can yeah. be. <laughs> no, it's just because normally yours is the one coming through Zoom and whatever, and then it doesn't. Yeah. Now it's going to sound beautiful. Then we got to do some video. That's what's coming next, right? YouTube. I mean, sure. I'm just going to stay in my robe like <laughs> I normally do. Anyways, this is episode 141, uh, what do we have in store today? Because we, uh, we talked a lot last week. Uh, well, I think that's the point of what podcasts do. <laughs> and we are going to talk about reserve list specs, uh, what we missed out on last week. And so we each kind of picked 10 reserve list specs, and that's mostly what we're going to be. That is the, the meat and potatoes of the I, I think right we now. need to clarify that it shouldn't be meat and potatoes. It should be beer and pizza. I'm pretty sure you're the one that always says meat and potatoes. Yeah, so everybody just, says meat and potatoes, I'm and stealing, I don't. I like the meat. Oh, cut that up. I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll cut it up for myself. Uh, the potatoes, we I could leave. So let's do pizza and beer. I like that. It's the beer and pizza. Look, we both have gout. Let's be responsible <laughs> about this and call it chicken and broccoli. Ch- gross. Broccoli? Ugh. Jesus. Gross. I cannot. Broccoli, I I, cauliflower. I didn't know I'm on a podcast with Ugh. a child. Just- <laughs> Disgusting. I can't. Those. Nope. Uh, olives, black olives, green olives, all that stuff. Just just keep going. Yeah. I want to I learn everything that <laughs> I can say that would make you go Gross. <laughs> Well, all the potatoes except for French fries and potato chips; those are good. I can you dig like, those. Like red russet, like the little the little potatoes that are just like you just pop them. Oh in your mouth. no, 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 Lowry! I'm pretty Sorry. sure just nobody's ever made like you, and nobody has ever made you good potatoes. I just they're not good. It's just my taste buds say gross, and I'm sorry. I I apologize. I disappoint Can't even look you. At the screen. <laughs> uh they were also continuing with uh stump the smith savant which is lowry and we got some rules with it this time so we're we're gonna add a point system uh and we can also you guys can play along at home like i said before but the the point system won't work necessarily as well that way um and then we have one more thing uh called one spec to rule them all so we're, we'll go over that once we get to that but it's a new little segment that we're testing out here i made some openers for it so we better like it because i spent like the last hour <laughs> and a half doing all this shit and it'd be funny if this is the only time we do it like now nah, that kind of sucked we're done with it but that didn't work. 
Mark. Yeah. So uh, let's see. One forty-one already said that. Uh, do we want to hit our tag stuff, or do you want to hear my story about my camper? <laughs> I haven't told you the story about the camper yet, but I sold it. Didn't you? Yeah, yeah. You told not. Oh, on the oh, yeah. Camera, I told you, you on Friday. You posted it on Discord. That's right. That's right. So, so I'd rather not hear about it again. <laughs> No, you can definitely. Uh, I'll shorten the story. Let's, yeah, yeah. What? So you sold your camper. Sold the camper. It's been on there for whatever. Well, first off, this guy that we were, I was contact, or he was contacting me for the last like two weeks. Uh, he wanted me to give him my bank account number and routing number, and then he was gonna wire transfer the money over. And that we had on the listing, no, just cash, cash. And he's like. No, it's it's totally legit and all this. I'm like, I just don't feel comfortable with this at all. No. So I thought the deal was dead. And then was it a Nigerian prince at all? Or? Yeah, right, exactly. No, it's just like it, that'd be my luck. I I freaking give him my account stuff. He hacks it. We're about to close on the the house, you know, because now I have the final closing once the construction was all done. Okay. And then that would have just ruined it. So I was like, nope, I'm sorry, only cash. So two days later, he contacts. He's like, I got cash. I got 1500 now. I can have another 1500 by the next day. <laughs> and then we had that snowstorm that came through. And he's like, yeah. can you deliver it to my place, at, you know, up in Mille Lacs, which is like an hour and a half away from me here. He's like, can you deliver it up there? And I was like, well, not during a freaking snowstorm. I'm not going up there. So we went the next yeah. day. I got Cindy's dad to come along with me because uh, it was a little sketch. It already it already yeah. sounds sketched a couple a little, times. He's just like, like I I got the, some of the money now, yeah. and I'll have some of the money later. It was uh well, so Cindy's dad is a conceal and carry permit, all that stuff. So he made sure to bring all that fun stuff with him. <laughs> uh, well, the guy first came and checked out the camper, gave me the cash, so that was legit. And he's like, "Can you just deliver it?" And I'm like, "Okay, that's fine." It's an hour and a half away. Finally, I get this camper sold. You know, we lived in it for a year. I just wanted to be done with that part of my yep. life. So it has <laughs> Adam Stank in it. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I just think I'm going to drop it off in this guy's driveway. And he's like, oh, I, we cleared a spot for it. I get up there and not only did they not really have a spot, I had to, he's like, okay, this is what you're going to do. I got permission from my neighbor. You're going down his driveway and then you're cutting across the front of his yard through a field and then going between two trees that are cockeyed with stumps everywhere, uh, two trees that are probably 10 feet yeah. apart. Yeah. And then that went behind his house, which was, there was a deck on one side and a blazing fire on the other side. So much so that when we Wait, eventually- they had the fire going too? They had the fire going. Like it sounds like you were in the middle of a game show where, cause I saw some of the pictures and I was like, they didn't move anything. No. They just like made it like spread it out, made it harder. It feels like. It was, and it, the thing is, it's a, it's a 30 foot freaking camper. And so they're like, oh, once you get past the fire pit, that's the open area. You can just back it into here. I'm like, this is 30 feet long. I, there is not enough room for me to turn around and move, maneuver this. I have- Basically, it's going to sit where we once we get through where this fire pit area is. And they're like, well, let's see what we can do. So I start this long trek going through the yard. Remember, it snowed. We need new tires on my truck. It's struggling right now in the snow. Like that we already have mm -hmm. it bid out to get new tires. 
uh, we get to the first main obstacle, which is those trees. I cleared those trees by one side. I was rolling over the roots that are on the ground by an inch. And then the other side by two inches. Now, this should have been like a 10 minute thing. This in all in all, this took me two hours to do this. Um, cause there's a bunch of getting out. And so remember I was talking about the fire pit, that fire melted all the snow that was there. And when we were going it's by slick. it, this, everything sunk the truck, oh. everything sunk in the ground. So then they're throwing <laughs> like these, there were like these metal, I guess you would, almost looked like a fence, but it wasn't a fence, but they threw these metal things under to get my tires to not stick. We get through past the, the deck and the, the bonfire, except I had to stop there. Cause I was like, okay, now where do I go? That fire's still blazing. It's starting to melt the side of the camper as I'm sitting there. I was like, can you That's guys put that I out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, can you? And so the one guy's like grabbing a shovel and putting snow on it. And the reason why I had to stop there is because they had another tree that was in the way. So the other guy had to get on a ladder and, and chainsaw this tree down. <laughs> the most ridiculous thing. So we get through and I'm like trying to back, you know, do the Austin powers back and forth with mm. the camper. And then they're realizing, yeah, it's 30 feet long. It's not, I can't maneuver it to where they want it to go. And they're like, all right, just drop it. And I was like, well, this is my only exit out of here. So I have to move it far enough forward, disconnect, and then literally Austin Powers, I had to maneuver so that I was perpendicular to the nose of the trailer and then gun it up this hill towards their, get this, they had a semi-truck attached to their house and it was painted the same color as the house. <laughs> Winners. <laughs> So I gunned it up right next to that semi truck, like that is on the hill and I, you know, snow. And so I had to do it four or five times and get it. So my front would spin and miss the tree. And then I was pointed the right direction. And then I snuck behind my camper, my old camper, uh, cleared, I think four inches on each side, but, oh my gosh, it was so ridiculous. That sounds like you could be a professional driver. The, well, if you ever wanted to, you could probably become a semi driver. <laughs> well, actually, that was the cool thing. My Cindy's dad, you know, I don't hunt, I don't do that, and that's all he does, you know, hunt no. and all that. And so it's not like he's not impressed with me with stuff like other things. But that, like, when we got out, he's like, "Wow, I am <laughs> impressed. I didn't think we were going to get out of there." And I was like, "I don't know. It never hit me until that night going to bed. I actually was like." holy shit, we could have got stuck and I had no way of getting out of there because oh, it was all sure blocked not. in. Like there's no tow truck going to get me. If that one, if the camper would have got stuck on the trees, we would have been stuck there. If I would have yeah. sunk even deeper by the fire pit, probably would explode with that damn fire. I don't know. There's so much wrong with it. And the dude didn't even have teeth. I mean, uh, no offense with that, but this was... It his... doesn't matter. They had money. <laughs> so camper is finally gone and i don't have to worry about it anymore but i was kind of sad after the the last moment when i was you know about to leave and i'm looking at him like oh man that thing's about to get a lot of drug use in there <laughs> and this, this is probably where this thing is going to deteriorate and end its life it's never coming back out of here there's no way they're getting it out of there it's stuck probably, there probably not. well they probably don't even have a truck that's going to be able to pull it that's why they had you drop it off oh you, you want to hear one of the guy's great ideas? So there was four of us. And he's like, do you think that we can like get it on our shoulders and 
move it. What? I was like, are you kidding? I was like, nope, no, that that's not. <laughs> it's like, this is 30 feet long. This is, <laughs> there's. Get it on your shoulders. Yeah. I, uh, he, he said, just get under it and we move it ourselves. And I was like, no, like what? Oh, come on, guy. Uh, not guy not from guy, our, not guy from yeah. our. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Huh. Anyways, well, how, what'd you do last week? How, how was your week, Lau? It was okay. I mean, I was good. As long as it wasn't doing what you were doing, I'm good. <laughs> uh, did you guys get out with the snow and go sledding at all or anything like that? You guys got a good amount no. of snow, too. It's almost all. No, not as much as you guys. We, uh, I had a little bit of work this weekend. and then uh, You got some cards, though. I saw your, your mailbag today. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. Got a bunch of cards showing up because I'm not buying boxes, so I'm uh, buying the singles. You know, buying the singles, getting what I want. Nice. <clears throat> so, uh, okay. So let's get this into this. Nice. I can see how long we've been going for. I know. Uh, so you don't have like to guess. Thirteen and a half minutes. Yeah. That's, not bad. Not that. bad. Okay. Um. So we have two new patrons this week. Nice. Uh. Let's see. Ben Weber, I think, or Weber, Weber. I'd say Weber. Weber, and Sean. I don't know if this is his last name, but it's Bittick. <laughs> Bittick. Because it's all capitalized. So I was like, "Is that like his?" Just I didn't actually click on his name. I just showed up on our our email. What hmm. did you see it? Bittick. Yeah. Just Bittick. Bittick, but it's Bittick. all capitalized. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're excited about their last name. That's fine. Let them be <laughs> Exclamation that way. Point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thank you guys. You guys are super cool and it. amazing. Yeah, that's a lot better. You guys are cool I mean, ass motherfuckers. There we go. I mean, You're MFers, forcers. meat forcers. Yeah. Welcome to the meat force. Uh, but you guys can become a patron. That does uh, the financial way to support the show. A dollar gets you into the Discord, and also gets you into the Commander Smith Battle Boxes League, Battle Box League that will be starting here soon. Uh, once the new Commander Legends, which they started doing spoilers today, but we're not going to talk about right now because we we have a complete segment with that. So, but check it out. There's already some freaking cool stuff there. Yeah. $5 or more gets you proxy of the week each month or two proxies of the week each month. Uh, the free way to support the show, go to YouTube and subscribe videos to come soon. And let's see, go to Twitter and that's where you can see proxy of the week. You can see not sharing. Well, Larry isn't sharing with himself for a while, maybe soon, a couple of weeks, possibly. Months. Good job. Probably, buddy. Maybe next week or the week after. How's how's the good old toe feeling though? Is it getting good? No. <laughs> no. I mean it's I I'm it's fully capable of everything, but it, it definitely has some like weird pain feelings. but not painful feelings type mm. thing. It's like, ooh, that that is something. So it's not nothing. <laughs> But it's not hindering Your toe me at is all. there. So well, that's good. That's not hindering it's you. It's basically I can just be like, hey, I need to, for me, drinking water seems to be the thing that makes it help do really well. Do you uh, try coffee? I feel like that helps a little bit too. I drink cold coffee in the morning. Yes. Gross. So cut, cold coffee? What? Yeah. I don't like hot things. What? You, 
I don't know. I don't this. like. I don't like hot liquids. So I do not weird. Like them. No, do not like you them, Sam. I am not liking mashed potatoes. Is weird. Totally normal. <laughs> Me not enjoying really hot liquids is just a so preference. weird. It's gross. What I don't like. I'd much rather have a cold coffee. Um, I'm not a big fan of tea. I like cold, uh, you know, medium liquids. The more like, you know. I want the I little. I yeah, I don't. I don't know what the problem here is. What What are you sitting back and going like, oh, Lowry doesn't like this hot liquid? What like coffee? You know, like that. That's the main thing to have. Coffee. The only time I can have, I'll do like the uh, frappes where they're ice in them. But coffee's yeah, got to be good. warm. No, it doesn't. No, it either has to be hot or cold. You're just crazy. Crazy, crazy. All right. Uh, Gmail is where you guys can directly email us. For You can also do that when you're on Twitter. DM us. But you can also, if you don't have Twitter, uh, that's where you can send us messages and all that fun stuff. All right. So let's get onto the episode. Do we want to start off with stumping you, Lowry? Yeah. Give it a all go. Right. You want to hear the opener? Here we go. It's time for everyone's favorite game show, Stump the Smith Savant. <laughs> you like it? <laughs> you did very well there. I'm impressed. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, are you gonna Are you gonna leave us uh, and then go start the uh, Family Feud? Or yeah. <laughs> Take over for uh, Drew Carey at the Price Is Right. <laughs> Oh, I no, to, you you just be the opener voice. Who I, I don't did, know any yeah, of those exactly. Names. I didn't. Uh, I had to close the door because I was embarrassed. That I didn't want Cindy to hear me do that part. That's a smart move. Yeah. I agree. I'd be. I'm embarrassed just listening. To it, so. <laughs> you want to hear it again? Ready? It's time for everyone's <laughs> favorite game show: Stump the Smith Savant. <laughs> yeah, no, it's getting better. <laughs> uh, okay, so. We have changed the, the, we're doing a point system now. So every card, you, Lowry starts off with 100 points. And every clue that I give to Lowry, he loses 10 points. Every wrong guess, everything that Lowry is going to ask is going to be a yes or a no answer. If I give him a no answer, that in my eyes is a wrong guess. Or yeah, him guessing the card, that's minus five points. Um, so that's basically the gist of the game and we're going to see if Lowry can get the card here. Oh boy. Sound good. Here's, here's my background music. I'm going to have this as running. So <laughs> he doesn't go. So it's a little, uh, Diablo. I was going to take like, um, what is it? Uh, who wants to be a millionaire stuff, but this is just, it, it's just running in the background. It's just like some scary. I can hardly hear it. Which good. Is great. It's it's uh from Diablo too. It's some cool music that I had to just sit there and uh record it for ten minutes. Anyways, okay, ten minutes. So, yeah, it it, this is gonna long. run for ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> but I can turn can it you off just at put any it on point. Like a twenty second loop. Yeah, I could do that too. Or no, I'd have to keep hitting it. So I don't okay. want to have to keep hitting it. No, so right now, yeah. All right, so Lowry's first card. If he gets it really quick, I have a second card to back up one just in case. So. The, oh yeah, I guess at the beginning of this, I, I should say, I'm reading the flavor text and we're trying to see if Lowry can guess the card just from the flavor text. If he can't, then he asks questions to try to figure out what it is. So, 
Flavor text on this card is, you can hear me, right? All right? Correct. The is it specialize in unnatural disaster? All right. So this is going to be a Ravnica block card. The is it specialize in unnatural disaster? Yes. Um... And we're we're going with like rares mythics right now, right? You're not going like uncommon. Yes. That was part of the. I, okay, okay. So the it's still just relevant as mm-hmm. long as it's a relevant one, right? <clears throat> um. So we already we had the discussion on what to do about like multicolored cards and you picked a set with a shit ton of multicolored <laughs> cards so if i ask if it's a multicolored card it does not help me but um, you can ask that question I mean, let's go the easy route and is this a red blue card no okay i didn't think so this is <clears throat> this is another guild um Kind of chastising the is it? Um, who does not like the is it? That's not gruel. That's probably somebody being judgmental. So it's probably a white blue card. Um, is it a white blue card? No. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> At any point, you can ask for a hint, and that I'll would just, give you. Well, I'll just go. Is it a multicolored card? No. Okay. Does artifact count as a monocolored card? Uh, I guess we would. Yeah, we can count it as. Okay, so colorless is. Or would it just be colorless? We could just say colorless is colorless. Yeah, yeah. Um. Ooh. Um. I can give you a freebie. Is it? It's not a freebie. You're going to take away 10 points. Yeah. Okay. Give me give me what you well, want. Well, I won't give you a hint. I was just going to give you a, a... Well, yeah, I guess we got hints to give away. So what do you want the, the color? No, I want the type. The type. Okay. The type of card. It is an instant. Oh, man. No, I totally have an idea of what this is. I've I've read this flavor text before. <laughs> <laughs> um, the is it have oh oh okay so this is going to end up being probably a simic style card because they're more of a natural type of that. I remember. Um, it isn't a multicolored card. Yeah, it's not. But they have associations. Like the, the monocolored cards have associations with guilds still, too. Um, sheesh. Sheesh. I'm kind of blanking on rares and mythics. It's kind of weird, too, because I was asking you the questions before, like... If I say, is it a Ravnica block <laughs> before, like, does that count as, um, what? Hey, hey, none of that's well, I'll give you one here. Right 
I'm going to give you, this is not, this is a freebie. This isn't, it has another printing that has different uh, flavor text. Uh, let's see if I can. All right. So flavor text is, oh, that's what that switch, what switch does. And it's a recent reprint. That one doesn't do it nearly as much for me. So the original switch. So it's a, the, is it specialized an unnatural disaster? And it's an instant. I want to say this is, uh, is this from return to Ravnica block? Yes. Okay. Um, So this is, this, that's what that switch does. And it's instant and it's monocolored. <clears throat> is it uh, just a red card? No. Is it, just, to give you is it just a blue card? Yes. Okay. That's what that switch does. That's a good way of wording it instead of because of, you know, like if it was multicolor, although I already told you it wasn't multicolor, yeah. but is it just a blue or just a red? Um, okay. This one's definitely tougher. Um, I'll give you more. I'll tell you the, do you want me to tell you the sets it was printed in? No. <laughs> no. Because I don't think it's going to help me. Because I think it was, I think it, it was might. in Ultimate Masters. Nope. That was not, all right. That Let me give you question. the sets. That was like, all right. Right here goes the sets. This might help okay. you. Return to Ravnica. Okay. Commander 2014. Modern Masters 2017. Double Masters. And this is a rare or mythic? Yes. It's one of your favorites. I have a lot of favorite cards. That See, I just, you either. said that this bed wasn't going to last that long. We just, my bed is gone. <laughs> is that 10 minutes? No. <laughs> it was like eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that it doesn't last that long. Okay, so <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Sarcastically it's said. A blue. Oh, god damn it. It's like <laughs> Yeah. That's stupid. It's That's not one of my favorites. for everyone's favorite <laughs> show, Stump the Smith Savant. Wow. I'm sure a lot of people beat me on that one. Uh, okay, so officially I gave you two clues i mean i kind of gave you a little bit more but i, I officially yeah, gave you two clues so, three, so it's you want three off of that but then yeah. you you guessed four wrong answers so that's 20 uh 30 40 yeah 50 out of 100 yikes <laughs> i thought you'd get that one that's why i have a i have a backup one because i thought for sure you'd get that one because of how much you love that card that's all right 
That's all right. I haven't looked at that at that card really. In a long time. <laughs> uh, I was thinking too with the the is it specialized in this? I was like, oh, it's gonna throw him off. He's gonna think it's multicolor with this because the uh, saying is it right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's that's good. <laughs> so hey, at least this have- sounds awesome. <laughs> it didn't have uh, an is it association like that's a yeah. is it card yeah so that's about the only right thing that i said <laughs> give you an extra five points for that <laughs> no you don't give me any points that's not how this works uh okay so what do we want to jump into next do we want to do re- reserve list stuff or do we want to do the one spec to rule them all i think we hold off on one spec to hold, rule them all okay so let me get a different sounder. Yeah, let's just do that one. <laughs> it's time for everyone's favorite game shows. Reserve list picks. <laughs> I like how you uh, change your voice there. You're like, Welcome everybody. <laughs> All right. So back in episode what? Two, two, three, and four, something like that. We went through reserve list cards and picked out a whole bunch of them. If you were listening to us then and did it and trusted us after only hearing us for the second time ever, um, you made some money because all, a lot of those cards that we had picked at that point, we picked a lot of cards. That was in the beginning where it was just like, how do we do this? Let's just read cards. And we went through like a hundred <laughs> cards in an episode. We but were, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I love talking about cards. So we're kind of coming back to it. There's some things well reserve list has kind of taken off again it's always going to kind of do that it just seems you know the people growing up like us have money now i don't know why during covid Ooh. but like, well no i mean Who like people money? like us as in you grow up and then you know you you have a big boy job so you can spend your money on stuff like that and i think that's part of the reason why reserve list stuff has gone up i don't know why it's going up with covid and people needing money but it is <laughs> i think people are just sitting at home and like hey i'm gonna buy all this stuff since i'm sitting here and i can't play cards with anybody anyways yep uh so we, we've picked out 10 cards on the cheaper end we're not going because there are some good cards that i still feel that you could pick up that are good buys that will go like lifeline for example we've talked about that card i think it's at 20 right now and when we did this way you know years ago i think that was at wasn't it like five Five or six yeah, at that right point. Five, it sounds like. Right, yeah, and right. now it's at twenty. I still think that card's going to go way up. It's such a unique ability to it, mm-hmm. uh, and you're never going to see that again. It, there's so many cool things that you can do with that. That's beside the point. We're not going with cards that necessarily that high, but we have quite a few cards that uh, are probably good buys to pick up, and we might have some certain reasons why each of these. Uh, why we feel like they're going to go up sooner rather than later. Uh, do you want to start us off with yours, Lau? Question probably, mark. I should have probably pulled these up. Huh? Well, I can start with mine. Yeah, uh, I have mine pulled up. Okay. So my first three, uh, I'm going to go one at a time. I'll go back and forth with you, Lau. But my first three are going to be snow covered based. And the reason for that is we do have another that barbarian whatever Caldon? set. Yeah, it seems like it might have some there's some talk of snow covered making an appearance again and they've been you know modern horizons had it in there don't know if the next modern horizons 2 will have that as well 
But snow seems to be making a little bit of a resurgence. I mean, it's been forever since they really printed it besides Modern Horizons. Uh, so I just have a feeling on these snow, certain snow cards that if they get printed, these will probably go way up at that point. Uh, my first one is actually was on both of our lists. Uh, just a good card. I remember Larry actually picking this the first time around when we went through this. Uh, but it's Glacial crevass- Crevasses. And this is a red enchantment. It's one red, two colorless. And you can tap zero, sacrifice a snow-covered mountain, and prevent all combat damage to be dealt this turn. Just a built-in <clears throat> fog on a stick. Yep. And we both know how good constant miss is because it's just a constant spell you keep doing. This one, you don't have to keep casting it. You know, you get it out there once, and then you can actually do it every turn you want to do it. You don't have to worry about having mana open sucks that you're sacrificing mana and it has to be snow covered, but this is freaking, this is a good card. And if we come back to snow, even if we don't come back to snow, I think this is a good card because when you build your decks now, do you use snow coverage or are you still just using uh, basics? I mean, not all the time. Like if I feel like I can work it in there, I do it. It's, you know, back and forth. Um, I tend to always try to play with snow because I do have, maybe one or two other cards that deal with it in the deck right on so um but yeah this card right now is at three bucks um when we had picked it before it was 25 cents yeah it was way down there um but still at three dollars for this card and if it gets if we start seeing snow again um not the wrapper but actual snow covered stuff this will probably jump up quite a bit there's a there's a wrapper that's snow. Snow is back from. Uh, now you're gonna make me play it. What? You know snow. Hang on. I don't snow what you're talking about. That wasn't even funny. That was <laughs> somebody laughed out there, and that joke was for them. Well, shit. Well, this blew up in my face. <laughs> it's Gross. the informer. I lick you boom, boom down. That song, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't one I sat around and listened to. It wasn't like right. Natalie and Brulia or anything. So. Oh, such a great song. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Mudslide. It's a red enchantment, two colorless red. And then uh, creatures without flying do not untap during their controller's untap step phase. At the end of his or her upkeep, each player may pay an additional two per creature to untap a creature without flying he or she controls. Um, So I like this in like flying decks for sure. And it's just not picked up at all. Um, But it's like a reverse ghostly prism or... um, prison uh propaganda you know yeah so it's if they do attack they're not you know they're only going to be able to untap with their good stuff it slows down your mana dorks like your elves um i think this is a really solid way underplayed card yeah um i want to put this into gadrak because there's a lot more flyers that do the attacking there that's a good idea yeah Um, and there's everybody else too yeah what What's its price at right now? Uh, it's sitting at about like a buck. Uh, right now, it's a buck seventy-two market price on TCG, um, and I think that's pretty solid deal. Like I, I can easily see this. This is a five, ten dollar card, easy, especially since it's reserve list. 
So, yeah. uh, I mean, again, it doesn't stop anybody from attacking you, but it just opens up people from the crackback super easy. So, especially if you're flying, like if you're running like earthquake style effects, I, I think you want to highly consider this card. For sure. I like it. I liked it when we did that. Yeah, when we had it last time too. It is a good card. I just have never seen it played. Like you said, it's not in decks. It's harder because it's how many flying red decks. You know, yours, Gadrak is a good example of it, but you would think there'd be more with dragons and all that, But you, or yeah. I guess Kalia would work in there. That'd yeah, be a good Kalia, deck to have. Kalia, Ur-Dragon. Yeah. Um, I think a bunch of those would, would work pretty well. For sure. All right. Well, my next one continues with the snow theme. Like I said, the first three will be that. So this one is Winter's Night. It is another enchantment. It's red, green, and white. And then this one's actually like a hate. on. So this depends on your meta. If they're playing with a lot of snow, so this would be good against me because I've been playing with a lot of snow permanents. Um, but then also if this becomes a thing, this could be something like if snow gets printed, this could be in there. But it says whenever a player taps... A snow land for mana, that player adds one mana any type that that land produced. That land does not untap during its controller's next untap step. So it's, am I reading it right? It's adding an additional land, right? But then it stays tapped for the next turn. Yeah. So it kind of, I don't know, it could hurt other, it could hurt you, but it also it doubles your mana for at least a turn for your snow covers. But that's where you're kind of like understanding that that's something that can happen so you're mm. putting in like the uh seedborn muse that untaps your land untaps yeah uh wilderness reclamation or bear umbra or the green black sort of feast and famine so i mean if if you plan on having all of your you know taking one turn off every <laughs> every time <laughs> well the thing is it's only your snow coverage though so if you have sure. enough that's other true. things those will untap so it could help you get out a big spell, you know, boom, you have, let's say you had half and half, three mm-hmm. or four of them are snow and the other three aren't. You can knock off something pretty big and then, you know, not something so big the next turn. Um, but it also can screw with the opponents because it's everybody else too. So it could help them a little bit, but if they're not planning that, like you said, planning on this card being out, uh, it might hinder them more than help them. So yeah. I think and- this would be, it's an interesting card for a dollar, you know, that's, I, I agree. So, all right, what's your next one, Lau? Uh, I am going with Frenetic Ifrit. Uh, it's a 2-1 flyer for colorless red-blue, and then it has, uh, I already said, 2-2 two, two flyer. You can pay zero, flip a coin, target opponent calls heads or tails while coin is in the air. If the flip ends up in your favor, Frenetic Ifrit phases out. Otherwise, bury Frenetic Ifrit. So this is going with that coin flip theme like your your uh partner ones from mm-hmm. a couple years ago and the new on. one that just got spoiled well that's a little bit different too yeah because it's about spells Krark's but it's really thumbless. cool <laughs> yeah it seems pretty cool um but he i think just having it be a coin flip it's uh totally on theme and if they do another one i think this card spiked up over ten dollars when the battle bond coin flippers came out. Mm -hmm. And so I think you have at least the potential for a, a quick, like a spike to try and flip on. 
Yeah. Um, because people are digging for those cards again. Um, and I don't know, because you're the one that invested in the, the coin flipping last time a bit more. Yeah. Um, have those cards kind of came back down to earth? Yeah, since then? they did. So the, the, the key there was to sell immediately when that, you know, into the hype, um, looking back on it. So I spent, I made money off of it. I spent about 170 something dollars for about 117 cards uh, ended up, I'm at currently 193. So I'm up 15 bucks and I've only sold, I still have about 50 cards left out of that, that batch of stuff. But right. like I said, I'm looking for more. Those aren't on the market now because I'm waiting for more flips to come out. Cause those yeah. came, they went up and then they came right back down. So I, again. I think this goes in that pile along with it being a reserve list. Um, yeah, and I think there's so. some stacking that you can do with the z- pay zero flip a coin type thing as well. Yeah. So I feel like, but I'm not 100% where you can just go like, I pay it 20 times. And mm-hmm. then you just like continue flipping type thing. I like it. What's it at right now? Uh, it is market price. It is $357. i am okay. pretty sure I picked mine up for like two bucks. Nice. On a... Mine might have been like moderately played though, so I was okay. just trying to get some, get some, get some. Yeah, so it's all a little bit over the place. I'd keep an eye on it at the very least, but probably can get it for around three bucks. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like that card. Uh, okay. My next one, last one with uh, dealing with snow, but it's called Winter's Chill. Uh, this is a blue card. It is X and a blue instant. Uh, cast this spell only during your combat before or only during combat before blockers are declared. X can't be greater than the number of snow lands you control. Choose X target attacking creature. Basically what it is is for each of those creatures, its controller may pay one or two. If that player doesn't pay any mana for each one of those, you know, you have to pick out the ones, uh, this destroy that creature at the end of combat. If the player pays one, you prevent all combat damage that would be dealt dealt to and dealt by that creature. If they pay two, the creature deals damage as normal and receives damage as normal. So this could be kind of almost like a board wipe for somebody attacking. Um, it seems interesting. You're either, you know, if they're tapped out, you basically wipe their board. If they aren't, you're making them tap all their stuff so they're not doing anything else uh, the rest of their turn on the mm-hmm. second main phase. So it just seems like an interesting attack if you, if you think they're or holding blocking up, trick. If they're holding up a Cyclonic Rift. Cyclonic like, Rift. <laughs> just kidding. Six of your creatures are going to get destroyed when they're attacking. <laughs> it uh, seems like a cool card. If you read it online, there's a lot of words. <laughs> there are a lot of words. A lot of words to this one. But you just basically got to think you're – you're casting it. You're either destroying their creatures if they don't pay anything. They pay one. It prevents all their damage. If they pay two, it deals the damage. So it's just it's hindering their turn. If they don't pay the mana, they can have it go through and deal the damage, but then they lose all their creatures. That's the only downfall I would say is that it, the destroying part, you still get hit with all that damage because <laughs> it says destroy that creature at the end of combat. So it's like, oh, so that one lets it go through as well. So you're still potentially blocking, though. Like, when right. when do they got to pay? Right when you're casting it? Uh, yes. And, but it still goes through and gets destroyed at end of combat. So 
you can set up your blocks to make sure you're not getting hit the worst. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, you know, cast it before your blocks. And then they do all that stuff. You see what's going to get through, see what not. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, but it's still blue removal mass-wise at yeah. instant speed. So, I don't, you know, I don't see... It's like um, that uh, settle the wreckage a little bit. Yep, it's all, yeah. It's a little more mono-intense. Well, I guess... It might not be though either. Right. You might only want to choose like two or three of them. You're like, well, that one, that one, that one, you're all tapped out. So those are all dead at the end of combat. So like, it kind of depends. I did consider this card for Calamax and like being able to double it. Um, and just being able to choose more cards for less, but, um, the problem ended up being like, I need more draw on the deck. So it it didn't quite work. And this one's sitting at about a buck or you can get on TCG for cheaper. I typically with, it's hard with the reserve list stuff. I don't know where you sit with this, Larry. You said you got some moderate played stuff. And I, yeah. when you have the reserve list stuff, I don't think that matters as much. If you can try to get the light play and near mint, that's what I always do. But I think with reserve list stuff is the only part where I'm like, I'll go lower than light play because they're not printing these cards anymore. And it's a lot harder to yeah. find. You know, there's a bigger price jump once you go from light play to moderate play. I think I think also the thing to think about a little bit is if you're getting expensive reserve list cards, absolutely go light played. Don't yeah. go n- near mint because there's a. I would say there's a better chance that it's a fake. If it's a yeah, brand that's a good point. New card, I would question it highly if it's a reserved list card, high expensive. Yeah. Cause they've had to keep that in mint near mint condition for 30 plus yeah, years. 30 years. <laughs> and if it's high, you know, if it's a, it's a duel that has never been touched, you're like, well, did you find it in the attic somewhere? Or, yeah. <laughs> um, this looks like fresh ink. Yeah. What is going on here? So uh, <laughs> that, that's just how I've, I've kind of, was that Her, your tummy? Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, that was so. It was like, Rrr. that's all right. Somebody, a, somebody's hungry. No, it's it's gassy. <laughs> I got a werewolf in my tummy. Yeah. And your mic totally picked that up. Like it doesn't even matter about mine. So can't wait to keep that in there. <laughs> so that is what I would say. Yep. All right. What's your next one? Dominating Lissid. <laughs> now it's a cat. Yeah. Uh, Dominating so Lissid. I do like this card. Colorless blue blue. Uh, it is a 1-1, one, one, but then you get to... Oh, wait. Sorry. It is colorless blue blue, 1-1, one, one, and then you can pay colorless blue blue, tap it, and then you can turn Dominating Lissid into an enchant creature that reads... Gain control of enchanted creature instead of any other type of permanent. Move dominating listed onto another creature. You may pay blue to end this effect. That's pretty sweet. So, so you just basically can jump around, take the best creature that's on the board. And if you want that effect to end. Um, you hit, hit blue and he turns back to a 1-1 one, one and jumps back over to your side. Yep. And then you can still pay the colorless blue blue tap it to redo it later mm-hmm. on as well. So because it's been in play. Summoning sickness does not take effect except for that first turn. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, somebody goes to like, I want, you know, I want my commander back. So I'm going to remove that. You're like, pay a blue, you killed your own creature. So I think it's, I think it's a highly underplayed card. And I think it's, uh, you know, there's a little bit of mana intensity there, but I think the reusability yeah, is nice. The, the one to take off the ability is pretty nice. Yeah. Like that isn't three isn't bad to keep stealing whatever else is, you know, people are going to be like, I don't want to play my really good creature. Cause you're just going to steal it. You know, you're going to hinder the board as well. Yeah, baby. And so market price normal. This is looking at like three eighteen on TCG. Um, really? I thought I was just seeing it for like, but I, a, I'm seeing a light 60, play for like yeah, 64 for like cents. A, yeah, moderate play ninety eight cents. I don't think that that top one is ideal, like actual. Real well, estate. they're adding in the shipping, so it's really like almost a buck f- yeah, fifty or something like when that. Doing that, yeah. yeah. But that's why you buy all three of them because <laughs> you buy the three copies there, and then you get past that. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's a sweet card. Yeah, I dig it. All right, my next one. This one kind of plays into the deck that I'm building. That Who brought this up? Somebody brought it. Was it from our Discord or it was on Twitter? But it's Nature's Wrath. So this one kind of fits really well with the Daryl deck, and you brought this to my attention. I don't remember who posted it before, but it's two green and four colors for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice it unless I pay. you pay a green. Uh, but then the ability, this is a why it's kind of nice with the the Daryl deck. But it's whenever a player puts an island or a blue permanent onto the battlefield, that player sacrifices an island or a blue permanent. Whenever a player puts a swamp or a black permanent on the battlefield, that player sacrifices a swamp or a black permanent. So the cool thing with the Daryl deck is you have this out and you're giving them, at the beginning of your upkeep, three black zombies. Well, if they don't have anything black uh to sacrifice they got to sacrifice those three zombies you draw three cards off of that so that's even outside of the daryl deck this seems like a pretty good hindrance of other players on the board Blue and black kind of a dick card <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of a dick card but it seems like it could do some damage and again this is a buck or under right now for that this card mm-hmm. you're gonna get people pissed at you but i think it's sweet <laughs> yeah and i think being so it's i don't know if it's narrow or not but like it's very powerful and so and is it cumulative upkeep green or just upkeep green just upkeep one green that's not bad yeah that's pretty easy so i think if you can make people have swamps or islands i think that would also be kind of like a different thing too well, the only problem is... is It would affect it, you it, as it, well. Yeah, it affects you, yeah. Because I was going to say you could do the Urborg. Is it a sacrifice or destroy? Uh, it is a sacrifice. Yeah. So, but Maybe I think <laughs> with cards like this, you know, back in the day, it used to be always just like... They didn't do a lot of two colors. Like, normally, you know, it's hating on one color. I like that it's hitting blue and black. Yeah. So, this won't feel like really a dead card, especially if you're playing in the Daryl deck. It's... And a live card, no matter what, there. But in any other deck, this, if, as long as you're not playing blue or black, this is going to hit somebody. You know, it's going to yeah. hinder one or two, maybe all the players on the board, mm-hmm. just enough where they get pissed and they're like, "I want you to play Blood Moon instead of this card." 
Because Blood Moon pisses people off. <laughs> Blood Moon sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> so, but yeah, a buck right now. Um, uh, I don't know how many copies. But I'll look at that. But yeah, what's your next card? Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Unfulfilled Desires. Um, I what is that love one? this card. It's colorless, blue, black, enchantment. You can pay one colorless, pay a life, draw a card, then discard a card. This is super good. And it's sitting at like a buck sixty nine. Uh, let's let's actually look at the market price. So two eighty nine market price, but you can get it for like two bucks. And the card is bonkers. It's really really good. Um, this is better than Phyrexian Arena, which is like a ten dollar card. What is this one again? Sorry, I'm, I got to type it up now. It's un- I really unfulfilled see it. desires. This is probably my. This was my biggest one. Like I was like, this is for sure something oh, that yes. goes up. Um, the card is really really good, especially if you are um, graveyard centered. Even, but even if you're not, it cycles through any card you don't need. Um. And oftentimes it draws me multiple per turn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely putting it in graveyard-centric decks. So, like, this is in my Kenrith deck to be able to get, like, those big creatures from my hand into the graveyard and then just reanimate them for much cheaper. Um, this is, uh, you know, with the new, like, Tefiri's Knowledge Enchantment. Like, that's draw two, discard one. Mm-hmm. Um, this is... This is, I, I'm just I like really it. surprised. It's a really, really good card. Yeah, and there's still quite a bit out there. You, I mean, this, this is up uh, around, what, two bucks right now? Yeah, yeah, I think you can get it for around two. I just bought mm. a bunch last night. So Nice. Very nice. Yep, I like that. Uh, all right, my next one is a land, Halls of Mist. Uh, you can't tap it for land, but it has Kalumida upkeep one, which kind of sucks, but creatures that attack during their controller's last turn can't attack. So another hindrance built on a land, which is kind of nice. Um, currently sitting at around a buck, buck 50. I just, it just seems like, you know, for decks that can't do this very well, like stopping people from attacking, I think these work perfect in that. So like red decks, um, I'm. I was thinking about. I don't know. I still got to think if I want to put this in, but I think it helps any of those just decks that don't have the um, ghostly prison propaganda ability where you're trying to make it so people don't attack you. This kind of can kind of help with that a little bit, but it does everybody. So it's doesn't matter if they're attacking you or attacking somebody else. It switches yeah. off. The cumulative upkeep kind of stinks a little bit. But this built on a land, I kind of dig it. And for a dollar, it's pretty damn cheap for that. I'm looking it up right now, too. Because I want no creatures can attack if it attacked during its controller's last turn. So I guess the other question that I would have about that is, like, is that, uh, like, a delayed trigger on on a bunch of creatures? So, like... Like you're saying if I had played it and now it's, like, recognizing which creatures attack that turn even before it was in play type or, of thing. Or even if you attack with it one turn and then the next turn you don't pay the upkeep. So it goes away. Do you still not, are you still not able to, 
like attack oh, the next turn. So that that would be. I don't know the rules on it enough, and I haven't thought about the card enough. But I think it's you know I was thinking like oh maybe I can put this in Moldrotha. You know, let it let it sit around for a while so people can't attack me as often, and then I can just like bring it back and forth from the graveyard as I wish. I think. Uh, let's see. I think it's it's going. Yeah. For me, I think if I'm, it's gone, they can attack again. I'm not. They don't gain that ability yeah. of not being able to attack. So if you get rid of it, then you can attack. Yeah. So it's more of like a, a static ability of yeah. recognizing: Did you attack last turn? Then you can't this turn. Right. Instead of a delayed trigger of, you attack last turn, so you cannot. Yeah, I think the way it would read. Well, and this is the older card too. But I was just looking on Gatherer to see if they had it. The player. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it just... Mm, yeah. There isn't any rulings on it. Yeah. So it's probably super obvious, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what I was going to say is if it was making it so it stayed on the creature, I think it would say the creature gained an ability, like something that gained that ability well, for but that that's turn. What, is that how Lifeline is worded because lifeline's a delayed trigger that's true let me check so. lifeline doing this all on air good planning boop, whenever boop, a creature boop. dies if another creature is on the battlefield return the first yeah, i guess it doesn't gain it either there so i mean i think number two I think it's still shoot a, us uh <laughs> <laughs> i think it's still a shoot really cool a, card and yeah. it messes with um, if you're not a combat-oriented um, deck, I think that this is something that you can consider. Mm-hmm. And being a land, lands, it doesn't tap for mana, which is harmful. But again, if you're running cards like Urborg, Tomb of Yawgmoth, or Chromatic Lantern, you can tap it for mana. Um, I think I think it's a cool card to add to the arsenal for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's not expensive, a dollar. <laughs> dollar. All right, what's your next one, Lau? Um, I'm going to go with Bubble Matrix. I like that card. This is a four-colorless artifact. All damage dealt to creatures is reduced to zero. Yep. Um, so this... So to protects your stuff, protects everybody's stuff, but yep. it's a nice way to just add protection to it. I've had it almost make it in one deck, and then I took it out. <laughs> I just... I just, it's going to be in my Glen deck. Um, oh, sweet. Finally figured out a way to use it, and I think it's a really good way to use it. So one thing is you don't put this in your Blasphemous Act deck because yeah, cause it just reduces you, yeah. <laughs> you just worked against, your, against yourself. That's a non-bow. Um, and so Glenn has a bunch of utility creatures that are puny. Like I don't want to block with them but I don't have any other real way to stop. You know, I have propaganda, mm. ghostly prison, and then I'm considering this in that realm with this deck. So I have like merfolk looter style cards. And so they're one ones. If I block and I have bubble matrix in play, I can do that and still draw and discard a card. Um, and the big thing that I think is, is just like, well, how do you deal damage or how do you get through? And so if you're like, a combo-based player, I think this is fine. 
but uh, Glenn is meant to you, get you have evasion yeah, with him with too yeah so having creatures yeah. that have evasion and having utility creatures that can benefit off this i think is the nice mixture that helps this out a lot oh that could work pretty well in eureka yeah yep if you because it's all evasive stuff and then that protects my creatures a little bit like and the i have all the little playing that right the owls and all that stuff are all one, one stuff yep. so that's actually not a bad idea so i think that's how you want to play this a card and once you know once you see that mindset you're like you know what this could fit here here and here and mm-hmm. so i think it opens it up a lot more that way nice all right my next one is mangara's tomb as uh, an artifact for five when it enters the battlefield search your library for five cards exile them in a uh, face down pile then shuffle that pile then shuffle your library. Tap two. The next time you would draw a card this turn instead, put the top card or the exile pile into your hand. So this is kind of a cool five-card tutor. Uh, the only problem is you go find those five cards and somebody goes, up, oh, destroy your artifact. You're kind of in trouble there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's kind of cool. You can tutor out, get you know five of your best cards out of the deck or five things that you want to you know, get maybe you're low on mana. You put all of them as mana or something like that. It just, it seems like an interesting ability. Uh, Cause it's anytime you would draw a card this turn. So it's any time that you're having a draw ability, you can pay the two to draw from there instead. And that's five cards that you picked out. So it seems pretty legit. And it's around two bucks right now, maybe right. a little under two bucks. So uh, what is your next one? Kind of moving faster. Cause we are, as you can see, the time. <laughs> I I stopped looking. That's oh you did. Ooh, we're at an hour. All right. Yeah, we're good at this. We're like halfway. <laughs> Remember when we were like, "Hey, let's add another segment." <laughs> no, we shouldn't. <laughs> All right, going with Shimmer. It is an enchantment, two colorless, two blue. When you play Shimmer, choose a land type. All lands of the chosen type gain phasing. Yeah, um, it's, and so it's pretty sweet. It's good at hindrance. It's another one of those delay, like hurting whatever player you wanted to yeah. do or players, you know, might hit the most players and you, f- you don't completely get them out of the game unless they're monocolored, yeah. but you're hurting their turn by having their stuff phase out. I think so, this also hits fetchable lands. Oh, really? Chosen type. And so if you're saying forest, it would hit all types of forests i think but oh you mean fetchable not like not the fetches though no not yeah fetchable yeah i was like that so not you know not like um yeah i agree i think it would hit those as well but yeah the the nice thing i i like about this type of hate card rather than like something like nature's the nature's wrath the one that blue and black like Mm -hmm. this is it comes into play and you get to choose so mm-hmm. it's uh, so a it's bit more never flexible. a dead card. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I do like it in that regard. Um, so the card right now is sitting at uh, market price three thirty eight. Um, and I, I picked up a few of these before when yeah. we did this last time. I was delayed at buying it because you mentioned this one. This one is a good card. And so, did it have a spike recently? Because wasn't it cheaper than that before? It, you know, I think there's some movement on a bunch of cards, so I, I don't know. There's a couple on my list that I did consider that have gone up since we even started talking about this like three weeks ago. So yeah. it's kind of like, whoop, missed the boat a yeah, little bit. Yeah, this one on at that. one point, 
did spike up to eight bucks and now is down to that three three range. So, so that, yeah, I like. This I think card. that also means there's some good potential for it to go up again. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I think it it could get a lot higher than what just because it had that little spike there. I think it's yeah well to go up again because um, people like playing the the screwing with people's cards and this one's cool like you said you get to change you get to choose what land type and it could hit multiple yeah. players or maybe you're just picking on one player well and the other thing to think about too is like it's land removal but not totally so it's it's mm. keeping people out it's like it's like turn skipping for land like playing spells mm-hmm. and so I think you know, it's. I think it's a lot better than like an Armageddon style card. Um, that yeah, just they're still getting the land. So it just you just gotta wait a little bit more. And if you play it yeah. right, you're the one that's getting ahead, rather than because mm-hmm. it's hitting all of them on their turn. It isn't on your upkeep. It's all on their stuff. Yeah. So they're well, it can losing. it can hit yours, but more than likely well, you're yeah. not choosing yours. Yeah. Hopefully, you're not so. choosing Island. <laughs> Uh, okay, my next one is a bobble. It's lodestone bobble. Uh, it's a zero drop artifact. You can tap one, sacrifice it, put the top four or put up to four target basic land cards from a player's graveyard on top of their library in any order. That player draws a card at the beginning of the next turn's upkeep. So it's a way to bring back your land, or maybe somebody is looking to draw and they they have land in their graveyard, and you're like. Ah, I know what your next four draws are going to be, and you just throw that on there. Yeah. Uh, it could be a way to s- screw somebody over late game when they're not looking for land at that point because uh, most likely you can throw those fetches on there. But probably most of the time you're going to be using this is well, I think getting your stuff back. The The biggest issue I have with it is it has to be basic lands. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, you can't do the fetches. So that's that's the rough part. So like that if, is a little bit. if you're in a mill deck and you don't want to mill that person, maybe you're like, well, for a couple of turns you're just drawing basic lands. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think this is m- more like just the free artifact style card, yeah. and those cards tend to be decent. Um, so, you know, this, this easily goes into an Urza artif- master artificer or whatever. High, yeah. high Lord. High Lord high, Artificer. High Lord. High Lord. Um, so I think it definitely goes in that kind of a deck for easy mana. Yeah, and this one is currently around 2 250 So it's a little more than... I mean, each one of mine is going to be a little higher because I'm going from the <laughs> bottom up. So this one's a little more expensive. The, the basic, you're do. right. That basic land part does bring it down a little bit. But if you have a deck where you're dealing with sacrificing stuff and doing that or discarding, that might not be too bad. Like a get rog monster deck would probably work with this one. Well, I mean, reverse what I was saying earlier. Like, do you put this with an Armageddon style deck where you're like, Pay four Destroy Armageddon, and then pay one, yeah. sack it, put four basics on top of my library. So I know I'm drawing mm-hmm. for the next couple turns. Who plays Armageddon's? Come on. Uh, Kalia players? Drumbly. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, he has enough artifacts in there. Like, that's yeah. generally how Armageddon's used, is you have enough artifacts that it doesn't matter. Yeah. So. All right. What's your next one, Lau? 
Um, going with Urborg Justice, which was definitely one uh, we were high on last time as well. Yep. Uh, this is uh, Swamp Swamp. Instant. Target opponent. Uh, hold on. Let me read the, the updated text. Target opponent chooses and buries uh, a number of creatures. He or she controls equal to the number of creatures put into your graveyard from play so far this turn. So that's a fun deck. I use that one in Mazarek because yeah. I'm playing Scion tokens and you're just sacking them. You're like, all right, I'll sacrifice four of these. And then you pick one player and like, now you have to sacrifice or bury four of your creatures. Yeah. Which is, so which is kind of interesting wording because you're not sacrificing the creatures. Not sacrificing. So yeah. you can be like, I'm going to destroy my indestructible creature. My. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, but it's unlikely to backfire that bad. Um, yeah. And it's at instant speed, which is sweet. Yeah, um, yeah it's an overall. I love that. Yeah. Card. So if somebody's all out attacking you, and you're like block, 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 have a you know, get fair trades as good as you can, and then you pay two black, and then you go, well, I I had four creatures die this turn. You need to choose creatures that you're going mm-hmm. to destroy or, you know, like you were saying, Mazarek. or you could even do it to a different player, yeah. you know, <laughs> like if you were able to kill that hey, person's you stuff, attack you... me, I'm just going to block with everything, have it all die. And then we'll just wipe the board of him. And then I can totally see that. I see that conversation now. That per- <laughs> the person that you just made the deal with probably wins the game <laughs> since wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah. Um, <laughs> market price says it's about five bucks. You know, this goes in Yogmoth, Yehenny, Mazarek. This goes in a lot of black decks. I am super surprised it's only five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have a, a couple of these. Yeah. I thought this would be at least a ten, fifteen, twenty dollar card by now. But it has gone up a little bit, so Yeah. What what is uh what's your next one? Uh funny, actually this one I saw somebody they put this on Twitter. Was it uh Tomer might have done this? Or somebody did like the random card of the day. And I was like, oh, that's my card for reserve list. One of my favorite ones, but it's spoils of evil. I just saw it. Somebody posted today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's two colorless and a black instant. And then for each artifact or creature card in target opponent's graveyard, add one colorless mana and gain one life light game. This can do some work for you. Imagine doing this and then playing your torment of Hailfire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, Late game, you know, uh, beginning game, it kind of sucks to have, but I, there, there seems, cause it's an opponent. So you can't abuse it on your end. You can't be like, ah, but my Fanex deck that I want to build, mm-hmm. uh, change it to a reanimator deck. This would work with that, you know, pick out a uh, deck that's using a lot of creatures and get all that mana. And there's some crazy stuff. And the cool thing is it's not, you're losing life. It's giving you life. It's a, you know, if I feel like this would be normally with a black card would be lose a life for each of that mana. But, hey, they're giving you a benefit and giving you the white part of it. Thank you. Even though it's not white. So, yeah, so it it just seems... what There's another card that's like this that gives you black mana that does a similar effect. I think that's what whoever posted that on Twitter was comparing it to. Mm. And this one's at 250, 275 right now. Um yeah. So yeah, it's a pretty I think it's slick card. I potential oh, for go a good ritual. If you're if yeah. you're running rituals, this if it's in the right deck, I think that works. Like you're saying, sure. Fanex. Yep. All right, what's your next one? 
Uh, I'm going to get expensive for the next three. Rut row. Um, not super expensive, but much more expensive than I was because before I was in the, the 2 to $5 range. So I'm about to get into that range. <laughs> so right now I'm going to go with Baron Master Wizard. Uh, it is. Is that the counter spell one guy? The uh, tapping? No. Is that? No. Uh, this is colorless uh, blue blue. He's a 1-1. One, one. Wizard Harry. Um, you a wizard. You can pay two, sacrifice a permanent, return target creature to its owner's hand. Um, that doesn't sound too amazing, but this goes infinite with Dockside Extortionist for infinite mana. So you sacrifice two treasures and then, or for the mana, sacrifice one of yours to return Dockside, two more treasures to replay it, and then whatever mana is left over, you get that. So it's definitely like a combo card, but it's also like something that I put in decks where I'm stealing other people's creatures. So it's like I steal your thing, pay two, sacrifice it, bounce that other thing back to your hand, and then you're just doing like a double swing there. Um, but Yeah, that's that's a pretty dick card. So I think it's, it's sitting at 15 bucks right now. Um, and again, as it being... I think legends have a little bit more potential from the reserve list as well. Um, so yeah, because it can be a commander and everything. Yeah. Uh, so I think, and it's a character that people know and and maybe like or not like or whatever. Um, and so I think it being around fifteen bucks, I can see this being. You know, I don't know how high this goes, um, but I think it's over twenty. So yeah. being conservative, uh, so it might not be, I wouldn't go super deep on this one, but maybe get yourself a copy or two. Yeah. So I dig it. What? Uh, I like, I like your next one. So, uh, okay. Uh, oh, all right. My next one is null chamber. Is that the one you're thinking yes. of? Okay. I wasn't sure if you meant that one or the last null chamber is an enchantment three and a white. As it enters the battlefield, you and each opponent choose a card name other than basic land. Uh, spells with the chosen names can't be cast, and lands with the chosen names can't be played. It's. This, uh, I think you read it a little weird. Um, did I? You and opponent each choose a card, not each opponent choose a card. Did I say each? I think I Oh, because I read... Yeah, I probably did. I probably read... probably did the dyslexia part, and I read each because opponent each choose and i wrote yeah. or i said each opponent one one, one two, can't even read two. uh but yeah so you and a, another opponent you you could do some politics with this one you could probably you can lock down some other players there's some interesting things that can be done with this card uh because you could choose a commander and i think that's that what player, you do this for yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're like, let's choose that commander and that commander, and they can't play their commanders. All right, game. Let's do it. <laughs> and then you shut down the two other players. Yeah, yeah, that's a dick yeah. card. Yeah. So, um, and this one's at three bucks right now. Um, and this also works with like cards that you cheat into play. Commanders. There aren't a whole ton right now. Like, if your Eureka was in Eureka. white, it would work but you're not mm -hmm. probably playing the two together at this point. Uh, but Derevi, that bird that you can just pay for and have it come into play. 
So you do. Yeah, that. you don't have to worry about your stuff. Yeah, yeah so for sure. They would have to randomly name something because you're never going to cast Derevi. Um, mm-hmm. Or they just choose that other one or that other player. Yeah. So the. Uh, yeah, I like the politics part that you're talking about. So that's probably the right way yeah, to do it. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, an interesting and ho- play and hope with they it. don't backstab you. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the thing is late game, you might have those obvious threats and it might be a nice thing to go after. There's there's if you like politics, this is a good one to play. Agreed. What is your is it your last card? No, second to last card. Okay. So we're going to take a different angle here a little bit. These last two cards, I'm going to talk about Legends from Legends right before Commander Legends comes out. So we're going to get a little confusing. Uh, But this first one, I'm going to go with uh, Tetsuo Umazawa, and it's red, black, blue. It's a 3-3, and then you can pay red, black, blue, uh, red, black, black, blue, tap it, destroy target tapped creature or target blocking creature, and it cannot be the target of enchantment, uh, enchant creature spells. So this card is running at $170. Pick them all up. How do you spell his first name? Uh, T-E-T-S-U-O. You S- killed my joke. U-O. Don't don't spend that kind of money. <laughs> um, but... Go, you have I, a, I think, uh, an idea yeah, with so this I one. So I think the angle is to go and buy expensive legend cards in Italian. Um, this is something that, you know, I think some of the reserve list cards are going nuts. This allows you to get the cards and like, they're again, it's a legend. They're not going to reprint it. It's kind of like a famous character. And, mm-hmm. you know, Umazawa was, uh, I think this character was the one that like originally killed Nicobolus. And then Nicobolus went throughout time and history and like tried to kill off the Umazawa line. So that's why oh. there's multiple of them. Lord time with Larry. That's a segment we'll never do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There is just some people that do better. We have so many like started segments and <laughs> ideas and then they just end. We do it a we couple of times. We don't, like, All right. <laughs> we don't make enough comment or content. Um, yeah. So I think the card is cool in it on its own. Right. Um, and uh, it's, you know, man intensive, like a lot of cards from legends, mm-hmm. but from the spe- specking aspect, if you look at like gold bordered cards that are, expensive comparatively to their tournament legal cards. Oh yeah. Like what Gaius cradle is a hundred dollar gold border. border That's not legal. You know, um, you have collector's edition, um, dual lands that are two, 300 bucks in comparison to their, you know, underground sea. And you're just like, Mm -hmm. these aren't legal. Um, at least Italian legends, which was printed much more than the English version as well. So admittingly, but it's still not on the level of what cards are printed as now. And they're still reserved list. Did you say the price of what the Italian one well, I was? I picked it up for like 25 bucks. 25. Yeah. So, so nice. it's, you're getting it at a fraction of the price, but also I think there's potential there 
Um, you know, if the cards, I would, I would say at least half. I, I think an Italian yeah. Legends is probably at least half of what English is. And so this being a $170 card, I can see this being, you know, 85 bucks and it's 25. Yeah, and so I think even if you look before this recent spike of that one, this was still a 50, $50 card, yeah. you know, and then it just recently spiked with everything else this summer. Um, so you're even getting cheaper at that price. I, th- I think that is a good a good angle to look at the the foreign stuff, especially with these older ones. So I think, yeah, I think as the English versions get dried up, people are going to be looking at different ways to get the cards. And I think mm-hmm. Italian legends is the next way to go. I dig it. Didn't think of it that way. Um, my last one is Jester's mask. Uh, this is five for an artifact. I want to enter the battlefield. This brings me back to our young days. I remember <laughs> Jester's mask and Jester's cap. Uh, but this is kind of a dick card because it comes into play tapped. But you tap one and sacrifice it. Target opponent puts the cards from their hand on the top of the library. Search that player's library for that many cards. And that player puts those cards in their hand and then shuffles the library. So you just give them a shit hand. <laughs> basically is what happens here. Like you don't need land. How about a mitt full of land and nothing else? It sucks. Cause it kind of makes somebody not really have fun anymore. If they don't, <laughs> if they don't have any way to play anything else or do anything else, Yeah, but it's a good card. <laughs> I don't play with it. It's, I mean, it's too- you can say that it's a little bit expensive, uh, for the five, yeah, you're saying, five to come out and it comes, comes into play, play tapped. tapped. Yeah, it's a four dollar card at the moment. Uh, but I remember this for, card being played all the time, mm-hmm. like in standard. Like this was the the card that they put on the face of Scry, like under. Yeah. Um, what is this originally from? I remember playing with this card when we were kids. I do. I do remember giving. It was always, well. Let me see your hand. All right, here's all the land. It was always given land. (laughs) But then, you know, you play it for a while, and you're like, well, I don't know. You just don't have fun with that part. But it's a good card. It's a good way to screw one of your, your, whoever's being the biggest dick at the table. Well, here here is an idea. Like, is this the, oh, what is the, what's the card that you take over a player's uh, turn? Other turn. Oh. It's from Mind Slave. Scars of Mirrodin. Is it Mind Slave? Mind Mind Slaver. Mind Slave, yeah. So yeah. So Slaver. is this the more mean version? Because you can't do it every turn, but you totally screw up their hand, and then like if you just Academy ruins this back to the top of your deck. Um so like is this on that level? Is it just like awful to play against, but you can just slowly take over everybody's hand? Yeah, we got to sacrifice it. But that's Academy of Ruins puts it back on top. Yeah, I guess. It's, yeah, I guess they, you're it's saying. Mind yeah. Slaver lock and then Jester's Mask lock. Is that what you're doing? Like, that sounds awful. <laughs> if you really want to win the game and be the biggest dick at the table, it's a card to have in your arsenal. I mean, in your, your toolbox, <laughs> I own it. I don't ever put it in a deck because I'm not a dick. 
<laughs> but if you do like to be a dick and you or somebody just needs to be taught a lesson and they just need to not have fun for a while and sit with lands in their hands. This is the card to play. $4. Not bad. I could see this maybe. It's on the rise, actually. It's is been it? constantly going up. Uh, it's doubled in price over the last couple months. So it's creeping. Making its way up. What's your last card, Larry? Last card is going to be uh, with the same idea of Italian legends. Uh, this is uh, Rasputin Dreamweaver. Again, it's a legend. Four colorless white blue English version sitting at about $112. Uh, it is, like I said, four colorless uh, blue white. It's a four one. And when it comes into play, uh, put seven counters on Rasputin when brought into play. You may remove a counter or prevent one damage to Rasputin or one colorless mana to your mana pool. This ability is played as an interrupt instant. Uh, Put one counter on Rasputin during your upkeep. If he started the turn untapped, uh, you may not have more than seven of these counters on Rasputin in any way. That's pretty sick. Yeah, right? So the turn he enters, you can just wipe out all the dream counters off of him, and you get seven mana right yep. there. And that's, that's in I didn't blue, even know this card existed. Yeah, in blue-white. Um, and if you just wait a turn, you know, you already have six available that next turn, you're probably going to have 13 or 14 mana available at least. So crazy. So what are, what are we looking at for Italian again, here? 25 bucks. Jeez. And that's, you know, it's a fraction of the price. And I, and I see this card being worth, this is much more usable than the Umazawa. You know, I think this card yeah, has a for lot sure. more potential. This one's a lot better. You know, not an $85 card. I see this being a $100 card on its own, depending on what Rasputin does, uh, English-wise. And so, you know, I picked up one at this point. I'm just probably slowly just going to keep an eye on that. And then I decided that I ran out of money, and then I'll, I'll continue to start looking into Italian legends, uh, ones that I can, what I feel like I can pick up that have a good ratio. Yeah, there isn't that many on there. 45 results at this point if you go down to moderate play if you're light play and near mint you're only at 30 and that jumps up 10 bucks if you go yeah. to light play and so and this goes infinite mana with um eldrazi displacer the one that you pay oh. three colorless and then it blinks a creature mm -hmm. and so you can you know remove seven use three of that to blink rasputin you got four left Comes over back. make seven do, do it again, do it again, do it again. It goes also very well with uh, like Deadeye Navigator. Um, doesn't go infinite unless you got infinite blue. But if you got infinite blue, then you already have infinite mana. So um, so the card is quite good. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I might have to pick that up, Larry. Good call. I like it. <laughs> So I think that one has some potential. And just in general, I would say go and check out Italian Legends because um, I think there's some good potential there. Bye, bye, bye. Oh, oh, oh. of the week, guys. Oh, oh. Bye, bye, bye. That was Where that. Are we at? <laughs> are we, we're at like an hour and a half already, right? Yeah. Do you want to just... Close. Let's just let's do our... I got, I got this, this. It'll be really quick. <laughs> well, so I'm just I'll, doing I'll, these. I'll, I gotta do it because I, I made these damn buttons so i have to use okay. them now because i can't wait another week all right so 
you got to decide on which one you like best. All right, so this is our one spec to rule them all. So which opener do you like best? Ready? In the common tongue, it says one spec <laughs> to rule them all. One spec to find them. One spec <laughs> to bring them all and in the darkness find them. <laughs> Okay. So is that one or the much shorter version? One spec <laughs> to rule them all. <laughs> I, was, I wanted to get this bit in because I worked hard on that. <laughs> spec. <laughs> It's like these emotional moments. <laughs> and and, and just Frodo's a, just what? like, what? Spec. All right. Yep. So uh, right. I think for. Which one did you like best? A second one? I like how, I think the second I, one. I like how fast that yeah, last one is. Yeah. I mean, it's clean. Yeah, I like Gandalf, but it's just, it's a lot of spec, spec, spec. Just I mean, that is pretty nice and I don't think I don't think you don't use that button. I just think no, the yeah, opener it, can be the uh, the shorter one. Yeah. Is it you mean this one? One spec <laughs> to rule them all. It fits what we're doing. So one spec to rule them all. <laughs> oh, I need my water. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, the, so the gist of this segment, it's going to be really short, but <clears throat> kind of was th thinking about stuff. And, you know, we go through and we've gone through like our commander top 10 and all that fun stuff. But the idea of this is more like we're picking out a card from whatever set we're choosing today. It's going to be, I know we've talked about it a bunch, but right now we're at peak supply, but Zendikar rising. And this is basically what we're saying is, if you had to hang your hat on one card, if you had to put all the chips in on this card and hope to make money off of it, the, the key is to make money off of it. Not what we think. The top 10, when we do the top 10 commanders, is more like, hey, these are cards we think are good. It might not necessarily mean they're the best ones to make money off of. This is the card each of us are picking, and we're picking different ones. We're purposely going to pick different ones. Yeah. Um, we'll kind of keep track of that too. But it's one card that we think, put all your chips in on this card, and this is the one that's going to make you money. Yep, you're back. Oh. All right. <laughs> Your feed was frozen. You were like bent over for the last like two minutes. Yeah, I was like, baby. what is he doing? He's looking at... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happens. The right... Uh, okay. So picking... Let's just run with it here. The uh, Do you want to start or me start? Basically, the card that we think out of Zendikar Rising has the best opportunity to go up and we'll kind of keep track of this. I'll probably put a spreadsheet together to see, but this is to put all your money in on one card. Um, why don't you start us off? Lau? I'm going to, I'm going to change my answer. You're going to change yours. Yeah, I'm going to go with thieving magpie. Thieving magpie. Which one is that? <laughs> it's a card. It was reprinted in 10th edition. It doesn't matter. Uh, thieving. What's the what's the merfolk? Skydiver. Yeah, thieving skydiver. Skydiver. Yeah, I'm gonna go oh, with that. Oh, nice. I, You're going with the argument one that I was trying to go back and forth. I liked your other one though too. 
yeah. going to no, tell them? because we might. Yeah, so, I mean, Thieving Skydiver, I think, has a lot of nice flexibility. Uh, what it does is mm-hmm. when you come into play, you kick it for one or two and you steal some really nice equipment. Um, you know, this goes, it fits in a lot of decks. It's abusable in a lot of decks of just being able to, it does some really cool things. Um, I, I just think it has a ton of flexibility. And for sure. it's what a two dollars $2 right now, two, three, somewhere. Oh, uh, well, that one, yeah, it's at three or whatever for just the normal, but pff, go go a dollar more and get the full yes, art. You know, it's at four exactly or even the yesterday. foils at four. Exactly, I, yeah, I went and got the full art one. The full art foils it, were around 10, I want to say. Um, yeah, I mean, so there's, I there's a there's a bigger gap there um, for sure. And I just think that flexibility is what makes it has the most and, and the price makes it the most potential. Right. Yes, I agree. Uh this was <laughs> this was me and you texting earlier. I was going back and forth with this one or the one I picked and I was like, oh I just I really like it. But oh, I go this way and this way. Yeah, this one and the full art looks amazing mm-hmm. with this because I do have uh, a couple of those. But yeah, this is already in eighteen hundred EDH rec decks, so it's being used it's going to be used in every, I would use it in every blue deck. You know, it's, you're stealing something at the very least, a soul ring from somebody. Um, you're going to be stealing it and doesn't matter if she gets killed or whatever you have it. And if it's yeah. an equipment, Hey, she gets it on her. So that's kind of sweet too in yeah. itself. So, yep. I 100% agree on that one. Uh, my one ring, one spec to rule them all is ancient green warden. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a, I wouldn't say cop out, but the thing is, is this, it's in the same amount of decks as thieving skydiver. So they're both 1800 EDH rec decks. The nice thing is we have a third thing that is playing cards from your land, from your grave, from your graveyard. And then we have a double trigger on it. You know, the adding a second trigger ability on your lands coming into play. That's unheard of. You know, we have the panharmonicon, but this is adding it just for land and the other part of it is like playing this card. The reach really helps <laughs> that five, seven reach. It also is a really good blocker. So there's just an all around good card. Um, the difference with this one, I think you can go with any of the versions. Unlike thieving skydiver, where I think you go with the full art or the foil. This, the full art foils are at 30. The full arts are at 22. The normal, pack regulars are at 20 same with the foils are at 20 so all of these i wouldn't go with the the regular pack ones that's the only one i would say not go with but the other three i think are all on the table Uh, i think the highest price jump would be to go for the spend that 30 dollars and get the foil full art because that's going to have the biggest jump down the road um i just this card's amazing and it like i said they're same as Thieving Skydiver. I think these two are, I'd put everything on that. If I could just pick those specs, that's the name of the, the segment, I would buy <laughs> all these cards. But, you know, I, you, you want to fill your toolbox up, so you, you get some here and there. But if you were to just go deep on one of these, I think it's a no-brainer you'll win with that for sure. I don't know how long down the road, though. What, you think two years, a year? So... It could go even faster than that. I mean, it's going to be uh, in standard for a while. So yeah. I think 
So I think Thieving Skydiver probably takes a dip at rotation. And I think Green Warden is one that will be one of them that starts going up that summer before it rotates. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's just going to be that big of a a commander staple. Being a mythic, um, people love land matter style decks. And being able to play from the graveyard is huge. Um, yeah, I think... I think you're looking at Green Warden not going down much. So here's a, a question for you. Um, so I was just checking up like Nick's Bloom Ancient. It's it's a totally busted card, you know, but it's it's a green mythic. Does some crazy shit. It's uh, full art foils are at ninety dollars right now, and was over a hundred at one point. This has more printings of it because it has the pre-release and all that stuff and the promo packs and all that. But that's this. I feel like it's on the 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 realm of this, well, and even Green, still, Green though, the, would have the pre-release foil, and will eventually get a promo uh, the stamp. Yeah, it will at some point, but they don't have it. Well, I guess it's I guess it's self or Goldfish doesn't have it listed there. Yeah, but you're right. It should have a pre-release one. Um. But still, the the same trajectory trajectory as Nick's Bloom. I don't know. It's it's a similar card, but I think Nick's Bloom is a little more broken. Yeah, Nick's Bloom is a little crazy. So yeah, this one seems uh, more fair. Mm-hmm. But I could see it being. I think we said it when we did the the previews of everything or we went through the whole set. Wasn't that our number one card? Yes. Uh, that's right. It was like every green deck could have that in there. Do you want to say your honorable mention and then we can get out of here? Uh, it was going to be that Ashaya legend yeah. that turned all your creatures into forests. I think that's a pretty yeah, sweet I card I think there's too. some really, really cool things that are being done with that. And uh, I hope I... But it's more being used as your commander, so that's a little bit different. Where I like I like your switch to thieving because that's just going to go in every yeah, blue deck. Of, it'll, you know? It fits into a ton of blue decks, for sure. Ashaya, I, mm-hmm. well, you were saying that it's in 1,400 decks right now, non-commander. Mm-hmm. And then there's 200 commander decks. Yeah, I think is. that's and what so it was. It's, it was 12. I think it was 1,400 total. Yeah. But okay. yeah, so it's not that far behind the, these guys. The big thing about that, even even though you're turning all your creatures into forests, like I think the big thing for me is just like that cyclonic rift, like hate. Yeah, that, that makes it. That is huge. yeah. That was a good point. It yeah, just makes it like a utility creature. Mm-hmm. Just going like, well, I could put this in every green deck, and if it's in play, I get around cyclonic rift. Like that's, Mm -hmm. I think that's a legitimate thought process. Yeah. So I, I definitely need to get one. I'm hoping I can get one from card sphere here soon. So put it on your wish list. All right. Well, one spec to rule them all. Oh, we have three, three of them. I like, I like all three of those. So, (laughs) All right. Well, we should probably wrap this up. We are very long. Yeah, yeah. it's one of our longer episodes, but it was totally worth it, wasn't it? <laughs> that that whole little 
It's back. I, I haven't seen you laugh cry for a long time, and that ending, I missed the in-person ending. laugh cry. That was a good one. All right, buddy. Well, that should do it that for this week. One. We will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye. Second.